Hey there, Law Nation. I hope that each and every one of you is having a great day. Our episode today is truly mind-shifting. It's a little outside of the box of what we typically talk about on our show, but it's so important and so relevant for those of you out there who are my attorneys, doctors, dentists, and other professionals who unfortunately are part of a disturbing world where you know some of us just aren't happy and we've we've lost joy in our lives sometimes we get caught up in the whirlwind of our careers building our businesses juggling our families and really just not being mindful of our own happiness and forgetting our vision and our values today's guest of honor is shante grant a fully recovered attorney entrepreneur, business educator, and speaker. She's the owner of the Best Today brand and is focused on teaching others how to live free from tension and discontent brought on by a constant state of busy. Yeah, let's go. This is the Passive Income Attorney Podcast, where you'll discover the secrets and strategies of the ultra wealthy on how they build streams of passive income to give them the freedom we all want. Attorney Seth Bradley will help you end the cycle of trading your time for money so you can make money while you sleep. Start living the good life on your own terms. Now, here's your host, Seth Bradley. Hi, Shante. Thanks for coming on the program today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you. Yeah, thanks for taking the time. Really appreciate it. So you're a fully recovered attorney. Uh, tell <laughs> us about your previous law practice and what you loved about it, what you hated about it. Yeah, I'm happy to. Um, so right after law school, I did a federal clerkship for two years. Um, I knew I wanted to be a litigator and I knew that it was going to be really um, helpful for me to start at the top, right? Start knowing what the judge thinks, how he thinks and all those great things. So I knew from law school that I wanted to clerk for two years. So I did that for two years. After clerking, I went straight to a law firm um, where I practiced business litigation. I did that for almost five years. Um, and the things I loved about it was anytime I got to be in the courtroom, you know, when you're before you go to law school and before you become a lawyer and you're looking at all the, you know, uh, my uncle, my cousin Vinny and things like that, you're like, oh, I've got to get yeah. to be in the courtroom all this time. And then you realize, <laughs> actually, no, you fight via paper. That's not how it goes. So anytime I got to be in court, I loved, I loved anytime I got to argue, anytime I got to um, train clients, show up on their behalf, go into their companies and train their employees. I love that kind of work. I love arbitrations. Really, anytime I got to advocate or teach, I really, really loved, which I think really lends well to what I do now, but I really love that part. Um, was not a fan of before work meetings, after work happy hours, um, <laughs> pointless meetings, billing hours by 0.06. Um, yeah, and really a lot of, yeah, and micromanaging. Um, which actually is part of the reason why I ended up leaving. Um, I wasn't a fan of that. I wasn't a fan of the buddy-buddy system that um, looked out for certain people, but not others. Those are things I did not like and I wish would just kind of somehow be removed from the structure of law firm life. I don't know if it ever will, um, but those are things I did not enjoy. And really the what I enjoyed quickly diminished and what I did not was really the majority of what I was doing. And so that led to me deciding to stop practicing law and leave the practice in full-time um, and start entrepreneurship full-time. 
Sure, sure. Yeah, I, I agreed with all those those things. It's going to be a, a slow <laughs> transition for you know these old law firms to transition into kind of modern times, but I, I don't know yeah. when or if it'll ever happen. I don't know. Yeah. So was it uh, when you transitioned out, was it uh, all at once or part time or how did you go about that? And what did that transition look like? Yeah. So I, in 2015, I left in September of 2015. Um, my plan, like at the end of 2014 was, okay, I know going from law firm to law firm, isn't going to solve this problem because it's just, you know, moving from one drug to the other, the, the internal <laughs> problems will still be there. It'll just be sure. with different people. Um, and so I started thinking, what do I want to do? Do I want to try to apply for an in-house job? Do I, do I want this to look differently? That was like that first step when I realized I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to be in, in the firm life. Um, and then I, so I thought that was going to be the solution, but as I started to look up jobs and even start interviewing for jobs, I realized they didn't excite me. I wasn't excited. So when I left, it was completely leaving and never looking back. Um, and that happened um, the summer of 2015. I had a really, really, really bad experience with um, my partner and with one of the um, associates who I worked with, which just showed the clear lack of respect, the clear lack of care about me as a human. Um, and I remember we were on a family trip on that drive coming home from Orlando, driving back to Greenville, South Carolina, which is a long drive. I looked over and told my husband, I'm leaving before the year's over with, and I, I just, I'm leaving. And so um, we had a, a major arbitration I was working on that I wanted to show up for my client and show it well. So after that arbitration was over, I left, um, I think one to two weeks after that. And that was in September. And the next week I, well, I was, I had already kind of started um, a business, not intentionally. It started just doing something that was fun. And then it mm -hmm. started growing and stores started reaching out and we were in one store, three store, five store, six stores. Um, and I realized, you know, I actually can completely uh, replace my income. And if I give all this, all my attention, I could surpass that. And I really enjoyed what I was doing. And so when I left the practice, um, I had already started a business a little bit and I just kind of really became more business minded and grew that to the place where I was able to walk away and only do what I wanted to do. So I, I have not practiced since September of 2015. Oh, cool. Very cool. Well, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, tell me a little bit more about your, your current business and, you know, how, what, you know, you stepped away from law. So what are you doing full time now? Yeah. So I have a company called the best today brand, best today company. Um, and we create resources for women to help them to be proactive and intentional with their time. Our signature product is called the best today guide. It's a paper product. That's 14 weeks. It lasts you 14 weeks. So about a quarter. And it walks you in the beginning about how to get really clear on what you want, clear on the vision for your life. Um, what, what matters right now? What doesn't, what are you doing that self-destructive? What do you need to prune from your life? You do that in a few pages in the beginning. And then it walks you through every single week, how to preview your week every week, how to plan every day the night before, focusing on you and your mental, your emotional, your physical health, teaching you to think about results and outcomes as opposed to a to-do list every day. And then that third part is every morning, there's the best today morning practice, which looks at what is your best look like today? What are the self-destructing things you do that you need to avoid in the day? It's really important to not just think about all the fluff and the great, but to really call yourself out on your stuff so that you can actually do something about it. And then you look at your vision for your life and one thing you're going to do in every day to get you closer to your vision. It's what I wish I would have had, you know, years ago, I probably left the law firm faster um, had I had something like this to really get clarity on what mattered to me. Um, 
But what I love about the product is we have women all over the world who use it. We have women who live alone. They're single, young women in their 20s. And we have, you know, CEOs using them. We have moms of 10 plus children using them. It, the bones of it works for many women. The key is that they have to care about being proactive and intentional with their time. And that's what I really get to do every single day. Hear stories of how the products that we're creating are changing the lives of women and their families. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's awesome. That That's awesome. Um, yeah. So yeah. it sounds like you're kind of, you know, as busy professionals or busy mothers or fathers, you know, you're just really caught up in just being busy and just, you know, doing these tasks like every single day. And it seems like your mm -hmm. product would really help um, people understand that and try to focus more on, you know, accomplishing their goals. Yeah. Absolutely. That's exactly what it does. And it helps you to identify the places in your life where you're just doing just for the sake of doing. A lot of the things people are doing aren't connected to the vision they have for their lives. They're not connected to what they actually want. And I'm trying to teach them, you can let that go. That might've served you in one season of your life, one phase of your life, but it doesn't anymore. You have to let that go to make space for the things that do. And that's, I think, a really huge shift for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, do you think there's kind of a connection there between, you know, just being caught up with the mundane and just the, the busy, busy, busy tasks and just, mm -hmm. you know, all that and just people's general unhappiness, especially with, you know, attorneys and doctors and dentists and, and people like that, they have some of the highest suicide rates, even though they have some of the biggest paychecks, it, it doesn't seem to make reasonable sense, but you know, yeah. it, it comes down to just being just overworked and busy. Yeah, busy is one of my least favorite words. I think it's right up there with some other four letter words. Um, <laughs> because I think when we're saying busy, what we're really saying, I always try to tell people, use what you really are saying. Don't use busy because that's like a fluff word. When you're busy, you're saying, I'm unintentional right now. I'm not sure what actually really matters. So I get up every day. I do the same thing over and over. And then I go to sleep. I wake up and I repeat it. And I plan on doing that until the day I die. I might get a boat. I might go see the world here and there. But basically my life is waking up, doing stuff I hate, going to sleep, complaining about it and repeating until the day I die. And it's like, if you don't want that to be your life, you have to stop now, right? That is, I think the root of so much unhappiness is a lack of what you actually want. And really, I think the reason we see it so much with professionals is because you get so wrapped up in that identity. You think, well, this is who I am. I have to, I have to stay this, I have to do this. And clearly, I think we've all seen from celebrities on down that having a certain amount of money in your bank account does not lend to happiness. Um, right that there's no even there's no correlation and if anything there may be an inverse you know relationship there and a lot of times that we see and so i think the key here is are you doing what you're doing because it's something you enjoy because you can connect it to something that has meaning for your life or are you doing what you're doing because you think one it is about the money two it's about status or what other people think because you have to ask yourself it's your life that you're living it's not someone else's mm -hmm. life and it's a really sad thing to come to the end of your life and hate it the way you spent it yeah yeah. How do you, how do you help people get, you know, past that and get past that kind of mental block and, and also just the identification with being an attorney. I mean, it's hard, you know, you've worked your whole life to be an attorney or be a doctor or be an engineer or something like that. And maybe you're not happy, but how do you, it, it's tough to let go of that. Cause you've just identified as, as yeah. that specific thing for so long. That was my story. I remember I was without a doubt, 100% sure that leaving the practice was the right decision for me. And it, to this day, it is, I have never looked back. Um, but I remember for the, for about six months to a year, whenever I introduced myself in business settings in any setting, I always led with, 
I was a lawyer, <laughs> but now, right? I always started the conversation there and I really had to do some looking inside, be introspective and say, why do I have to lead with this? And it's because yeah. I wanna make sure people understand I'm smart. I've spent years working, you know, I worked hard to be on law review, to be a TA, to be on moot court, to go at graduate order of the COI, top of my class in law school. I worked hard for those things. Those became a part of who I am and who I was. And I had to realize, but that wasn't who I was like that didn't, that's not the thing that my children are going to talk about when I'm no longer here. That's not the thing they're going to say, Oh, my mom is the best mom because she graduated at the top of her class. Like who cares? Yeah. Ha you have to really get clear on like, who are you? It's not those things. It's not mm -hmm. the, you know, if you have to be really, you have to detach yourself from that. I had to do that because I found myself kept, you know, introducing my myself that way. And then I had to say, why am I doing that? And so I yeah. think the first step is realizing that you're valid, you're valuable without any of the titles, without the Esquire, without the doctor, without the MD, the PhD, you're valuable because you're standing right here breathing air. Like that makes you valuable. Um, and all these other things that we're giving value to, that's, that's where the trouble comes in because then we have to fight to keep it up, right? We have to fight to keep up the lifestyle. We have to fight to keep up the, well, this is the image of that people have of this profession. So I have to get that car. I have to live in this zip code. I have to do that thing. You can let that go. We're adults. Mm -hmm. We get to decide. <laughs> and you have to make that choice right now and really understand, you know, first of all, that's not where your value comes from. That's not evidence of worth because I'm no different from the person who's never, who didn't graduate from high school, just because I graduated from, you know, that's, that doesn't, that isn't what makes us who we are. And I think we're trained differently, especially when you go to college and then grad school. And like the, the more you're going, you're just, you're feeling as though this makes you different. It makes you superior. It makes you smarter, but you have to really kind of let's uh, unlearn a lot of the stuff that we have learned in the process of what it is that makes us valuable as humans. Um, yeah. And so some unlearning has to take place and it starts there, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. How do you, how do you help people get past that? Like, how do you, you know, bring that out in people? Is it kind of gradual or is it all at once? It's like, yeah. a, hmm. you know, a, gradual. a eureka moment or <laughs> <laughs> it's gradual for sure. And it was gradual for me. So I, I can see the journey. Um, it starts with really asking someone, who are you? Who are you? And, and I tell them, you cannot tell me any, don't connect who you are to any accomplishment, to any title and to any re human relationship. So before you tell me you're a mom or you're a father or you're a wife or a husband or a doctor or a lawyer or engineer, all that can be gone away with. Who, who's left? Yeah. That's the first place I ask people. And I want everybody to listen to be able to answer that question. Who are you? Without connecting yourself. That's a tough question, right? Without connecting yourself to another human, right? Our human relationships are very important, but we're not there yet, right? Because we still exist if those human relationships go away, right? We're still, we still exist if the title goes away. Who are you independent of all of that? That's the first place I ask people to really start thinking about. And then what do you want? Don't tell me you want to be a partner and, or you want to be a, you know, you want to start the, no, but what do you want? Like out of your life, what do you want your life to feel like when you wake up in the morning? What do you want to smell? How do you want to feel who matters to you 10 years from now? Like really start thinking about those things again, removing yourself from thinking about doctor, lawyer, doer, husband, wife, mom, all these things, which because it takes those things take up so much of our time, if not all of our time, that's where our mind automatically goes. So the first step 
is to get a person to actually understand and be able to answer or begin to answer because the answer you have right now is going to evolve the more you think about it and the more you keep living. But who are you and what do you want? Two very important questions. That's where I start everybody on this journey. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Love that. Love that. Those are, those mm -hmm. are very difficult questions to ask. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and answer. And I, you know, I personally struggle with it as well. I mean, I find myself just introducing myself as, you know, a real estate attorney or, you know, yep. whenever you put your name down, it's always comma Esquire or yep. you know, comma JD or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. You know, you just, you have to identify yourself as basically yeah. how you see yourself really. Mm -hmm. and you yeah. And that's that why it's so important to do the work because at the end of the day, I don't think those are the things that people are going to say. The people that really mad, the people who will be there to grieve when you're not here, they're not going to say, oh man, he closed so many good deals. Let's talk about, they're not going to sit in a room full of food and talk about the deals. They're going to talk about who you were. She was generous. She was kind. He was loyal. He was funny. Oh, he, he paid for my last semester of school when he heard that my loan fell through or he bought my blah, blah, blah. Or he came and encouraged me when I was there. Like, that's what people are going to talk about. But we don't spend time cultivating that. We're not giving people stories to tell of us when we're gone, right? Um, yeah. Or while we're still here for that matter, right? Because we're thinking about, you know, I got to get these amount of hours done. I have to make sure I do this to get this bonus. Oh, I have to do this to make partner. I have to do this to bring in this amount of clients. And in your work, in your career, I'm not diminishing the importance of that, but it is a small part of your world. And I think what we're doing is we're making that our world and trying to find holes where we can fit life in where it should be, this is the life I want. And here's the space for a career that will allow me to live this life. That's, that's part of the reason I left. When I looked at what I wanted my life to be like, it was not going to line up with what continuing a law firm was going to, it, they didn't match, right? And so I had to change what that looks like. You have to be okay with change and changing what you want because maybe when you started, that was what you wanted, but you saw mm -hmm. it comes at a cost I'm not willing to pay. So I'm gonna make a change and not being afraid or even if you are afraid, doing it anyway, because you understand it's for the betterment of your life, because we only get one yeah. the way I see it. Yeah. I mean, epiphany that I had working at a big law firm was, you know, you see these partners that were 70, 75 years old, and they were still practicing and putting in just as many hours as I was as a young associate. And mm -hmm. at the same time, you know, they've got administrative tasks and all this other stuff that I didn't have on my plate yet. And it's like, what, what are you doing? Shouldn't, I mean, you're making a million dollars a year, probably. Right. Shouldn't you be doing something else? Shouldn't you be retired right. and hanging out with your grandkids right. or, you know, yeah. somewhere on the beach? I mean, I, right. just, I saw that and I did not want to, I didn't want to be that person. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. I couldn't see, it was very hard to see for me, women whose life looked like anything that I, any pieces of it that I might've wanted. And I, I just didn't see that. Um, I knew I wanted to have close relationship with my children and know them and just different things like that. I wanted time for myself. Um, I didn't see that in my future because I didn't see it in my present. And I understand, you know, you work your way up. You, you have to put in the work. I'm not afraid to work. Um, check my resume, but I'm not going to do this all over and over and over and over and for the rest of my, literally, again, like I said, doing the same thing until I die and then saying, oh, well, that, that was my life. Yeah. Not, yeah. not an option for me. Yeah. Now, have you seen, you know, some of your clients do the same thing where they were, you know, working their way towards partner or a partner in a law firm and they kind of figured this out and they kind of changed their mindset? Did they try to start transitioning out or what have you seen kind of the, what are the results, I guess, once they've kind of figured this thing out? Yeah. I mean, I, so I have the benefit of working with all types of women, 
from professionals to, again, like I said, stay at home moms and um, working, I can think of a few uh, attorneys that I've worked with who really were coming to me because they were trying to make law firm life work and their parents, and they want to have, you know, relationship with their spouse and they want to have time to like, she's like, I just want to be able to work out, you know, what can I fit? How do I make this work? And so for her, for, for a lot of those people, we just looked at their time and what they were doing that was a waste of time, how they could be more efficient with their time. Um, and some of them, they're planning their like year out. So they're like getting the work done, doing the billable hours, doing the work that needs to be done, showing up for their clients. But on the back end, also starting to think about, okay, I'm giving myself one more year before we're at this door and look and talking about, well, what does that look like? What is it that you want to be doing? Again, it goes back to those same questions. What do you want? Because you can't just say, I'm going to go and I'll, you know, just live off the land. Like, no, you have to figure <laughs> out what it is you're going to do. And so it's like, what do you want to do? You know, when I think about what I do now, it's pieces of the law that I loved. I loved um, being in court. I love advocating. So I still love going out and speaking at conferences, speaking and training women. I've trained, you know, attorneys at firms. I've trained people, companies. Um, I love still having that component. So what you, there could be things you love about the practice that you can do that's not practicing. You know, I still get to go in. I have clients, I have customers that I get to create for um, and solve problems for and help. But the things I'm doing now are the things I'm naturally good at. I've always naturally been really good at being intentional with my time and being clear on like, this is going to be a hard pass. This is a no, this isn't a good fit for me anymore. Like that's why I was able to leave the practice of law. And I realized that's not something that everyone does naturally. So I am able in my job to do something that comes naturally to me to help other people. And so we've seen women who have been able to start, you know, um, their own companies on the side and grow to the place where they've been able to leave. I had one client who I told her, you need to raise your prices and quadruple them. And she was like, there's no way I can do that. And she's an artist. And she kind of did art on the side. And she, I remember when she called me and told me that she signed her first $20,000 contract. And I was like, well, of course you did. And she was like, no, but really like they signed it, they've paid it. And I was like, of course, because yeah. when you raise your rates, you get to work with that kind of, you probably weren't attracting them because you were too cheap before and your work is too well for this. And it was like that one thing gave her the freedom to know I can do, I can do this. I could, this, I, this is something I don't have to keep doing something I hate I can actually do the thing I love. And I have another friend who's an artist who is working on her, you know, art on the side. And she's just had so many accolades and been publishing so many things. And I just see so many women who understand that there's, there's something else. If there is something mm -hmm. else you want or can do that it's a possibility. It's just having a plan um, so that you can figure out what that looks like for you and for your life. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. That, that's awesome. Yeah. That's like, you know, you know, the, the purpose of our podcast is to you know teach attorneys and teach professionals how to create passive income streams for themselves, or maybe not yeah. necessarily completely passive, but creating their own business mm -hmm. on the side, um, yeah. just like the artist that you were talking about and things mm -hmm. like that. So, um, yeah, that's those are some incredible stories. Yeah, it's it's fun to watch. It's really exciting to see people um, really tap into who they really want to be, as opposed mm -hmm. to the person they thought they were that they, and thinking I have to stick to this story that I once told myself, as opposed to saying, you can honor the story now, cause it might've changed. It's exciting to get to watch that. Yeah. And most people don't necessarily want to step away from their practice all at once mm -hmm. and, yeah. you know, or at all, maybe they just want yeah. to figure out a way to create or carve out a little bit more time for themselves, for yep. their families to work out, mm -hmm. to, you know, time for, exactly. to write a book, whatever it might be you know, whatever a passion project might be. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah. So it's more about like kind of rethinking 
the way you're doing things now and, and identifying, you know, what you want to do with your life and, and yeah. And, and what you're, and it gives is. you options. Who doesn't want options and there's freedom and options, right? It's so, yeah, you may love practicing law, but you know, you also want to do this thing. Like you said, you can do both. And what, what happens there is you don't feel so tied, so handcuffed to the practice that if something happens and you really didn't love it, you have something else. That's kind of what happened to me when I started, you know, my first company, I had, first of all, I didn't even do it on purpose. I just started making things <laughs> that I liked and then putting it on Instagram and then stores started reaching out to me and then it was growing and then magazine, co- it just kind of happened so quickly. I didn't even have a business name at first. And so once I realized, okay, I, this thing is actually something legit and turned it into a business it was around the same time that law firm life was starting to really suck. And I, (laughs) now I was like, I have an out, I have somewhere to go that I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to just pick up any job just for a job. And so for me, it wasn't something I did intentionally, but there was some freedom there and finding this thing I enjoyed that brought in income and that I knew, gosh, if I could give it all of my time, what can I really do since, instead of giving it a few hours every night? Um, so for me, it wasn't about I'm creating a company to get away from the practice. It was it was an outlet that I didn't know I needed. And that outlet just happened to turn into something that I ended up put, pouring myself into full time. Yeah. And that had to have instilled a lot of confidence in you too. Some underlying yeah. confidence that, hey, you know, I can walk away from this practice. I don't have to do this. I'm not yeah. you know, a slave. I don't absolutely. I, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I needed that because I really was deciding, do I just find another job or do I stay? It, it was, it was really, it was a hard, it wasn't a hard decision, but it was a hard process to really accept. Like I actually am going to walk away from this thing that I have been saying I want to do since this, I stepped foot in college. I've been saying this for so many years and I took all the steps to do it and yeah. I'm actually giving this up. But at the end of the day, I still was being very true to me and who I want to be and the life I want to live. And that's the thing that really mattered to me at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great. It's time for the Freedom Four. Um, let's jump into the Freedom Four. So okay. in an alternative universe where you weren't doing what you're doing right now <laughs> with your businesses, what do you think you would be doing? That is such a hard question because I, I <laughs> love what I do so much that I feel right. like this is what I would be doing. But if, if let's pretend in this universe, I had talent that I don't have in this one, I love musicals. Um, I would go and play Eliza in Hamilton and travel in like in the musical, um, playing Eliza Hamilton, because I love, although I don't know if that would make me not love musicals, but it's so random, but I love musicals so much that I would in this universe, I have a a good singing voice, not in this one. I don't, um, but that's what I would do. But yeah, I just, I just love what I do so much. It's so hard to think, but I think I would really think that would be really fun and something completely different is to be yeah. on the stage. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that you thought yeah. out, way outside of the box for that question. <laughs> yes. That's great. Yep. <laughs> oh man. So I'm big on health and fitness. So I've got to yep, ask, you know, same. what's the best thing that you do to keep your mind and body healthy? I'm a runner. Um, I run every other day, if not sometimes a little bit more, depending on the week, starting to get light later in the week. So I used to run early, early in the morning, but now it doesn't get light here to like 730. Um, yeah. And my nanny gets here at eight. So, but I run, I work out every single day, seven days a week, no exceptions. Um, awesome. I, um, but yeah, running for me has been the thing because it was something I, I told myself for many years that I couldn't do. I said, I was not a runner. And one day I just decided 
I'm going to run. So I did like a little couch to 5k app and ran a 5k, ran a 10k. And I was like, I, I love it. I just love getting out there and just, just running. I put in my music and go. So that's something that I love doing is running and then working out every day. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. It clears your mind going for a nice, yeah, it nice really long does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, where were you at five years ago and where do you see yourself five years from now? Five years ago would be October, 2015. I had just left the practice of law one month. Oh, um, yeah. Cause I left September, 2015 and I had no idea what was ahead of me. I thought, you know, <laughs> I'm just going to do this business thing. All like at the time I was like, all I want to do is replace my income. That was so small of me because what I've done in, re in actuality is I'm going to do better than I would have done if I stayed at a law firm. Um, and not only that, but I get to create opportunity for other women, you know, um, or yeah. other people who join my team, my employees. I only, so it's not like I'm not the only one benefiting from what I've done. I create, I pay people that they, how they like, they live off of the work they do for my company, which is really exciting. So, um, so five years ago, I thought I was thinking really small, even though I had yeah. done something really big, um, five years from now, I'd like to be doing, um, I'd love for us to have our own headquarters. Um, I'd love to um, really just be reaching more women. We'd love to reach over, you know, half a million women and have being active users of our best today guide, because we know with every woman who's actively using it, she is getting clear on what she wants. She is changing her life. And yeah. when you help a woman change her life, you've automatically changed the lives of so many people in her community, whether it's her family, her children, you know, her friend circle, um, women are just powerful. And investing in them, it, I will never stop doing. And I, that's another thing. I hope to be extremely generous for causes that I believe in that promote women and girls. Yeah. Great. Great. You'll, you'll get there. I, I have all the confidence I in you. I can tell. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> uh, how has passive income made your life better? You know, um, it gave me the freedom to change my life. When I left the practice of law, I was already making money in another company. So, mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't like I needed the money to live. So that gave me freedom, right? I'm also married. So we had my husband's income, but passive income gave me freedom to make choices that were better for my life. Um, I didn't have to stay in a profession that no longer served me um, for, you know, I wasn't impressed by quote unquote, six figures, like the world seems to be, um, because it's like, that's all I've known. Right. Um, and, but it gave me the freedom to make choices based on what I wanted, not on, I have to do this to eat tomorrow. So that's yeah. the freedom it gave me. Freedom. That's what it's all about. Yeah. It's freedom. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Shante, this has been an awesome interview. I really Thank appreciate you. it. I can, I can hear the passion in your voice. It's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Thank where so can, much. Where can our listeners find out more about you and your products yeah. and your business and, and, uh, you know, just find you on social media, wherever else you want to want to promote. Yeah. Well, you can find out more about the best today brand at besttodayguide.com. Um, I, our social media is strictly Instagram. So you can find us at the best today brand and I'm at Shante Grant. That's S H U N T A G R A N T. I like to spell my name because it's not, you know, Jennifer, <laughs> it's a little tricky. <laughs> Yeah. All good. Well, thank you again for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed our conversation. Wow. What an episode. What a person. Shante is sincerely changing lives. I especially love the discussion on and her perspective on how we identify ourselves 
and how we can be more mindful of this so that we don't get so busy with life that we wake up one day and completely forget who we really are. I'd love to help you guys on your journey to creating more time for yourselves and your family so that you stay in line with your true self and not get caught up in status and being busy and forget what's really important in life. Get started by going to PassiveIncomeAttorney.com and downloading our free passive investing guide to start carving out a little bit more freedom in your life. Until next time, enjoy the journey. Thank you for listening to the Passive Income Attorney Podcast with Seth Bradley. Do you want more ideas on how to generate multiple streams of passive income? Then jump over to PassiveIncomeAttorney.com for show notes and resources. Then apply for the private Facebook community by searching for the Passive Income Attorney on Facebook. And we'll see you on the next episode.